0: The Brian Mudd Show starts right now. Now, now, now. News Radio 610 WIOD. President Biden says he still hopes to sign into law a, quote, comprehensive and meaningful police reform bill that honors the name and memory of George Floyd. The president in a written statement blaming Republicans, saying, quote, regrettably, Senate Republicans rejected enacting modest reforms, which even the previous president had supported. Bipartisan talks in the Senate had stalled in recent months. Major sticking points between the two parties over qualified immunity and how police officers should be prosecuted. Any question about qualified immunity as a non starter? It is just the most insane thing running. And it just, it makes my blood boil. You know, it's kind of like you know, President Biden, we were talking in the previous segment about Border Patrol and just the incredible irresponsibility of the President of the United States to condemn the Border Patrol individuals in the pictures that were taken on the horses without any context, let alone due process, where the photographer himself said, Hey, uh, nothing bad happened there. And they most certainly were not using the reins of the horses to whip anybody. But, hey, no matter the facts, so you had Al Jazeera that reported it false first, and you had a bunch of news outlets that picked it up. Democrats ran with it. President of the United States went ahead and condemned people. Now those Border Patrol officials are doing desk jobs. The horses are no longer being used. I'm sure that makes the already near impossible job at the border much easier. So here we sit. So when I hear about... You know, President Biden, what he wants in terms of police reform, I'm sorry, the guy retains no credibility on the matter, uh, and this would be Exhibit A. Uh, Secondarily, qualified immunity. It just, I I cannot begin to uh, imagine what would happen to this country if law enforcement officers were allowed to be sued personally for any encounter. You would have the sources of the world that would go out there just funding people to, to sue cops. Just to run them out of the business. I mean, it, it just, it's beyond the pale. It's beyond the pale. Now, somebody's working to combat this kind of stuff. Michael Letts, the CEO and founder of Invest USA. They work on getting police gear for law enforcement. Michael, how you doing?
1: I'm doing great this morning. It's a great day to be an American.
0: Yeah, it is. We've got a lot on our hands, but uh, it is a great day, and it's still better in this country than it is anywhere else. Now, you talk about, you know, what, what's going on in law enforcement, you know, today. How would you characterize things generally as you look across the country?
1: I think there has never been a worse time in law enforcement's history. We have the lowest morale that we have ever had in the history of this country, and we are under the greatest attack and losing the greatest number of officers it's really an American tragedy.
0: And Michael, what what's driving that specifically?
1: I think it has actually been planned uh, for quite some time. You know, they have yeah, the left, the far left, the Marxist left, have for some time wanted to destroy the last bastion of hope in this world, which is the United States for freedom. And of course, standing in the way are our military and our law enforcement. And so they have devised a plan. It's been ongoing for roughly fifteen years now. The first of all, they characterized law enforcement as racist. We're bad people. That didn't work. So then they decided to not fund the necessary equipment that we have, which is why we created Invest USA. Then they decided that didn't work, so they're going to defund the police. That hasn't worked out too well. So then they decided that they would create policies and try to do away with the uh, immunity and, uh, that law enforcement officers enjoy on their job. And that has made a drastic impact. And then they've gone from there to saying, okay, now we're going to do forced-mandated vaccines. Remove the ability for them to choose what's best for their families. And uh, they're destroying that thin blue line across this country.
0: And, Michael, you bring up a couple, I think, important points. And I want to ask you about both of them. Uh, First, qualified immunity. What would happen if legislation passed at the federal level that did away with qualified immunity.
1: It would retire the remaining of law enforcement. You know, you look at it right now. They are the highest stress job, some of the least paid, and uh, most underappreciated in America at the moment. And then you want to take away the possibility for them to be able to preserve what little they have for their families? It wouldn't be worth it. And then what would we do as a country without law enforcement?
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people uh take for granted until they don't have a, a a real functional police department like we've seen in certain cities. I mean, we've we've had examples of of what can happen in places like Seattle and Portland and Minneapolis and uh, to your point, they started undoing some of those defund and related measures. But nevertheless, uh the the next piece, this this vaccination piece. So uh, you know, our governor, Ron DeSantis, has been very strong against vaccine mandates generally. But there is obviously this move to to try to accomplish this. And obviously beyond law enforcement, private sector, everything else, starting with the president. What's the risk? You mentioned retirements with the end of qualified immunity. What do we risk in terms of retirements if we have forced vaccination of law enforcement?
1: Well, I'll tell you what's interesting is we're looking at roughly 50% of first responders across the country, some of them already in Massachusetts. They're already turning in their badges. State troopers are already retiring uh, by the droves, and this is happening all across the country. Now, let me give your listeners a shocking statistic. Before all this happened, within three years, there will not be enough first responders to respond to 911 calls. So we were already facing that crisis. You're going to start calling 911 in about three years and say, sorry, leave a message, we'll get to you when we can. Horrible thing to hear when you got somebody trying to break in your front door. Now add that factory in of losing roughly 50% of our first responders across the country because of this unfounded mandate for a vaccine. That's a recipe for disaster.
0: So, Michael, uh, for folks who want more information about your organization, want to try to help, uh, what can they do? Go to
1: our website, investusa.org, that's dot org, and we'll find out how they can get engaged to support our thin blue line, which is crumbling fast. Quite frankly, folks, if we don't shore up this thin blue line, we're going to lose it all. And you'll see a number of things that people can do to help everything from getting equipment to our law enforcement officers that need it to simply just saying thank you, we've got your back just like you've got ours it makes a huge difference in the morale that we're seeing today.
0: Michael Etz, CEO and founder of Invest USA, Appreciate your work. Thanks for the time.
1: Thank you. You have a blessed day. God you bless America.
0: Well. Amen. All right, now, speaking of law enforcement matters, Natalie's had it for you in the news. We do have some drama that's playing out here in MPD. So today, Police Chief Art Acevedo going before counsel and... You know, going to have to account for the comments that were recently made in a department meeting where he made reference of the Cuban mafia. Of course, there would already been some rumblings from within the ranks, specifically within the fraternal order of police, the Miami fraternal order of police, even preceding that, that perhaps some of the ways that uh, Chief Acevedo uh, had gone about running things and some of the discipline that had been issued and the way that promotions were being handled it was it was different certainly in protocol and and you know there have been concerns that maybe it it wasn't in the best interest of the department while a lot of that is i, I think conjecture and to be debated you did have chief acevedo who on the cuban mafia comment apologized said that he he didn't know the history the uh you know history of fidel castro behind that that kind of comment he was just kind of you know kidding around that type of thing well we do have a poll that has now come out of, and we had spoken with Sergeant Tony Reyes, who is the President of the Miami Fraternal Order of Police we uh, he had been highly critical said most of his members were concerned about the leadership of Chief Acevedo. Their poll on a couple of related questions over the weekend pretty pretty resounding, at least again among these members, on uh, the question of do you have confidence in Chief Acevedo's ability to lead the police department? Of the 781 members of the Miami Fraternal Order of Police, 79% said no. And on the question of whether Chief Acevedo should be fired or asked to resign, 79% said yes. So there is a clear message being sent by those members, that particular police union. So we're uh, reaching back out to Sergeant Reyes and also... Chief Acevedo, hopefully, will be able to join us to, tomorrow to talk about all this, and uh, we'll we'll go from there. But the one thing that Sergeant Reyes mentioned in particular, when you know, we were talking about his concerns and his members' concerns, yeah, you know, he pointed out that they didn't have an issue with Chief Kalina previously, which I did think was an interesting and instructive point. So anyway, we'll follow all these developments, have the latest for you, and, and hopefully, be able to talk to. Some of the individuals involved on tomorrow's show. Coming up, today's Q&A of the day. Florida's new Surgeon General, our schools, and media's misinformation. We'll get to all of that next, right here on the Brian Mudd Show. News Radio 610 WIOD.